Hey, my name is Tiffany Vaughn, and I'm on a mission to help regular people like me find their voice and then use it for lifting themselves and others up around them. I'm a small town mom to three kiddos with my hubby James, and man, have we been dealing with a lot. But isn't everyone? I lovingly call it our hard, beautiful journey, and I bet that yours is too. In season one, I tossed the bricks from my shoulders that were weighing me down. Bricks that represented shame, embarrassment, regret, loss, you name it, I was feeling it. I am now taking those bricks and building up a stronger foundation for myself and our family. I've created this safe space for me and you to open our hearts and our minds and to use our voices to help others know they are not alone in their struggles. Mental health, marriage and divorce, infertility, parenting, and some soul journey work are all topics that we discuss here. Let's be real for a minute. Life can definitely be hard, but it can also be so dang beautiful, am I right? So pull up a cozy seat, grab your beverage of choice, and join me as I help others talk about their hard, beautiful journey. I know they will inspire you as much as they inspire me. So let's get started. Hey there, welcome back to Hard Beautiful Journey. I have a question for you. Does the thought of putting your face on video make your armpits start sweating and give you a mild or not so mild case of anxiety? Well, you would think that because I do my podcast and have gotten much more comfortable talking to people, including on camera over Zoom, that I would be fine creating videos or going live on Instagram or Facebook. But nope. I absolutely love putting all of your beautiful faces in videos and showing how amazing you are. But the thought of having my face on a video is terrifying. And I really don't know why. So that is why I was so excited to have my guest Elsvina here on the podcast to give us some tips and strategies to get out of our heads and just do it already. Elsvina is a former deer in the headlights when it comes to making videos and speaking in public. She was so terrified to record her first video that she walked straight out of the room where the camera was set up. But over time, she has found an effective method on how to get comfortable on camera and is sharing techniques from her confidence creation framework with you in her book, as well as a video strategy, a content plan that gives you at least 75 ideas, and you can write in 30 to 60 minutes, and effective mindset te techniques. Her pirate technique of doing live videos is also included, and lots of do's and don'ts. Since 2013, she has been training professionals to speak with confidence in conversations, presentations, and on video. Check out her book, Get Comfortable on Camera. There is such valuable content that you can implement immediately. Without further ado, here is my interview with Elsvina. Hello, Elsvina. How are you doing today? I am good. Thank you. How about I'm, yourself? I'm doing really good. Like I just told you, I just got back from camping, so I still smell like campfire, but I think that's one of the best smells ever is campfire. So I'm okay with it for now. <laughs> Yeah, I was just going to say, it's such a good uh, good smell to have. That and fresh laundry, I think. You know, outside dried laundry. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for being with me today. I, in our messaging, I told you how excited I am to talk with you because I, this year, I wanted to start speaking more and that included putting my actual face on camera as well, not just my voice. I have gotten way better at um, the speaking part of it because of my podcast and, and the speaking workshops that I've done, but it's the putting my face on the camera that literally, like you said, you're a deer in the headlights. That's how you started. You want to talk about how you started doing what you're doing and your book, Get Comfortable on Camera. Yeah, absolutely, because I can so relate to that. And it's very common. Uh, I work with a lot of clients and I've done quite a few five-day challenges where in, at first I ask people like, what, what's keeping you from making videos? 
And I don't like the way I look and sound on camera. It's a very common one. Well, the sound part you've got covered because you're doing the podcasts, <laughs> obviously. But there is an element as well, you know, because your voice sounds different in a recording than it does when inside your own head. <laughs> uh-huh. So many people who don't do podcasts just record a video and then it's like, oh, I look awful. I sound awful. And they don't like it. So yeah, it's very common. It's very uh, common. And so that's what inspired you to write your book? Yeah, it's, um, you know, I've been working with a very practical method to get out of overthinking and be yourself and connect with your audience, both for public speaking and on camera since 2013. And for the last year obviously with covid and everyone working from home i decided to really focus on the video elements because so many more people need to be on camera than before and throughout time i think it is always helpful if you can be on camera especially as a business owner or when you're employed you know there could be something that there's just a camera crew for whatever reason and you need to be ready on the spot to sort of say something, or it could be just for your family. You know, some people feel uncomfortable going on video with family that lives further away. So, yeah, yeah. I think it has many, uh, many uses. A lot of uses. And especially not just with, yeah, with COVID, I think that things are going to stay somewhat the same in some regards where um, like for example, job interviews, I think some people might just do job interviews over zoom going forward. Yeah. Never definitely. Know, right? And so yeah. you need to be prepared to do a job interview over zoom and getting comfortable on camera for, for that type of situation. But, um, yeah, definitely as business owners, um, even just with the social media world and the, um, story aspect and the going live aspect. Let me tell you, when I think of going live on anything, I pretty much feel like having a heart attack. So <laughs> what tips could you give me when I go to hit the live button? What could I do to calm my nerves? Yeah, so there are a few elements. First is really knowing how to optimally do live videos. And for that, like I said, I've written the book and there's a whole chapter. It's called The Pirate Technique of Live Videos. So PIRATE is, stands for an acronym, not for putting on an eye patch and just sort of like <laughs> bluffing your way or say parley like <laughs> on, uh, on camera. Yeah. But it's, um, it's an acronym and it stands for six steps uh, that you need to, well, that helps to be mindful of when you do live videos. So that's one element. And then the other part is you can do some relaxing techniques beforehand that uh, I have a confidence creation framework that has powerful exercises. And one of the most important things is to get out of overthinking. So, so often we are overthinking. We are very much in our heads and we are concerned about things that other people are not concerned about just for themselves, but not for us. So we can overthink like, oh, you know, how does my hair look? Oh, I have a zit here. And people don't even notice. And you're like, you're sort of magnifying it. And like, oh, I look awful in that video. And people are like, what's it? I don't even, you know, I don't even see it. It's all going on in your own head. Yeah. And those people, they are concerned with themselves and they don't, they don't bother that much. You know, they're, they can be inspired by you and they like watching you on video. And some people are just nasty and they're judgmental. You will always have them and you have the trolls. Mm -hmm. But generally speaking, I see so many videos, for example, popping up on LinkedIn where people say like, oh, I'm sharing my first video. I'm super scared. And all compliments. People are really loving saying, oh, it's very useful information. So I have a technique for this. It's sort of like a template to use to have like the fear or the feeling uncomfortableness there, but sort of to do it anyway. 
and it has a template it's one sentence and it starts with even though and then you insert the thing as you just said so you just said it's giving me a heart like a heart attack did you say so like um even though going live makes me feel like having a heart attack i and then you insert a positive outcome so you're thinking about like i know i will inspire my audience or i have many great tips to share or i love speaking to my community whatever the thing is so you sit down and you think you can do this with anything so you first think of like what is my big objection and you think about what is the outcome and by doing this you sort of acknowledge the objection you let it be there but you'll do it anyway right so that and then in the moment itself breathing so to calm your nerves there's such a big effect to get from breathing and grounding and then just see if you can enjoy yourself Mm-hmm. And another tip, actually, when you start out. So when I started out eight years ago, I was so scared. I just walked out of the room. It's actually <laughs> you just started walked out like, of the room. <laughs> yeah, I had set up the tripod. I had the camera and I had two lights. And then I was like, no, like this is not going to happen. <laughs> yep. I had the same as a student in front of a class with 90 pairs of eyes staring at me. But there I could not walk away. I wanted to. But there was just this disconnect in my brain and I didn't know what I said. And then throughout over the years, I did various trainings and debating and I got better. I created an online course myself. So I did give presentations, but I was still scared and uncomfortable inside. I was still super nervous, losing sleep the night before. Mm -hmm. So even though I sort of got used to it a little bit better, it still was not that good. And then when I wanted to create an online course, Like I said, the first time I was like, okay, I'm going to create an online course with the training I've been giving already. What are the tripods? And this is, this was like 2012. So I had, we had this handy cam for, you know, for the kids. It was just, I I think it was like six years old already. One of the things I say, start with what you have. Don't, you don't need to invest heavily to get started. I put it on the tripods. But then there was nobody there. So unlike with the classroom where I I needed to stay, I could just walk out. So I did because I was just like the deer in headlights that was in front of the classroom was back and magnified. Right. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, this feels. And that was only recorded. And to me, life felt like a whole other level, like maybe the Olympics or what have you. But That's I also feel like clients, the Olympics. Right? The yeah. Olympics, it's, it's not for you and me, right? It's, it's like something other people can do, yeah. but not, not so much. So what you said, Tiffany, is the, that feeling. So there are actually two kinds of people. So some people have that. I was like that as well. Like creating videos is super scary and doing live videos is the Olympics. Mm-hmm. But there are other people and they say like, I do trainings with groups all the time. They feel okay with that. When I'm live, I just know I roll with it. But they really cramp up when there's just them in the room creating a video or a training or just an information video or pitching, whatever. They can't do it because they feel like it's just me and a thing. So here I am standing with my phone. I don't know what to say. Yeah. Do you think it's because they... they, um feed off of the energy of all of the people in the room or, or that they know was on the other side of that camera. Yeah. And I think they, they, they are used to the interaction and the feedback and just doing their thing, but also, and when you, and especially if you would do a zoom session, you know, you can see a little bit of their faces, even though they maybe type the comments, but they don't interact. So, or you go live on Facebook and then you see when there's more people there, you see the comments and they have sort of this feeling like there's no turning back, right? This is it. Yeah. So it helps for them with not overthinking. But if you're feeling uncomfortable, I would say really start with making recorded videos first, get more comfortable in front of that camera 
and then take the step towards the life. And then you work with the sentence, even though going live feels to me like the Olympics or feels like having a heart attack, I know I can inspire my audience with what I have to share. Something like that, something that works for you. And you keep repeating that sentence at least 10 times per day, every day to make it like your new mantra, sort of like, even though that feeling is there, I know my message is too important not to share whatever like it needs to be heard right yeah so you work with that you work on your breathing and then you bring in the pirate technique okay so the p stands for prepare so you prepare what you're going to say and you check like your camera your lights your sound to avoid like as much as possible right so you prepare as much as you can Mm -hmm. the i stands for interaction we want to interact and engage with people because i sometimes see people who don't do that and then you could just as well record so you want to interact Mm -hmm. the r stands for read so usually i say to people now reading on the topic that you're the expert on but here you want to read the comments so for example uh, and you see me making eye contact so you have this eye contact this connection with your audience when you speak So you can look away either to your second screen, if you have it here, or just if you have it in however, like StreamYard, Zoom, or Facebook Live, Mm -hmm. however you see the comments on your screen. So then you read it and you say like, okay, Tiffany asks, do you have some tips what I can do for getting better at making live videos? That's an excellent question, Tiffany. So what you do is you first read the name of the person, especially when there's like multiple people there and comments go by, Mm -hmm. you maybe cannot answer them all, but people watching or people on replay, they don't see that comment. That's true, yeah. So if I'd say like, great question, Tiffany, um, you just do it in between jobs. Like it's not like this or like this. And people are like, what, what, what you talking about? Where'd that come from, yeah. So to, to, to make it really uh, tangible and easy, you look at the, you say their name, you read out the question, and then you go back to the eye contact and you, you answer it. So that's the R. The A is you ask questions yourself as well. So you could start out with like, uh, you know, hey, I'm in Alberta, in Canada. Let me know where you're tuning in from today. Or have you ever been to Canada or or maybe if your audience is only in Canada that would be a lame question so you know oh we're all here in Canada like but then you say like well where I'm where in Canada is like huge well in my compared to the Netherlands where I am it's huge yeah so like where are you from like or how is it with you or do you live in the mountains or by the sea or doesn't matter so ask questions when you tell your story, like I just did, I, I describe like this feeling I had in front of the classroom. If I'm live, I'd say, let me know in the comments. Can you relate? Have you ever things like that? So you ask questions for them to engage with you in the comments. Then mm-hmm. the T stands for timing. When I see a lot of people start and then they see a comment pop up and they're like, oh, I see a comment and then I sort of lose your train of thought and it just happens. You've maybe been, yep. have you been in like lives where that happened, Tiffany? It's, it's, and it's not bad, but it, it, it's harder for you as a person to do. So you could totally say like, hey, for the next five minutes, I will explain to you the pirate technique. It has six, six steps. And after that, I will take a look through the comments and answer them. So just type them in, but I will get to them. Or just finish your sentence and say like, hey, I think I saw another comment. So let me take a look. But don't stop mid-sentence. You know, you sort of own the room and you decide when you you take charge of the session. That's also feeling more, well, easier maybe for your listeners because, you, you know, you lead them, you're in charge. You're very clear on, okay, I'm going to do some training now and in five minutes, or when I'm done, I will answer the comments or just finish your thing and then say, oh, I've seen some comments. Let me take a look. And not like, yeah, and the most important thing is to, oh, I see a comment about this and then a totally different subject. <laughs> I have seen both kinds. And absolutely, I agree with you that sticking to your train of thought 
and then going back into the comments is way easier to follow as, as a, a participant for sure. I love that one. Yeah, exactly. And the other element of timing is there's always a time delay. Mm -hmm. So what I see a lot as well, and it is long, it's like 20, 25 seconds. Is it really? Yeah. Oh my God. So when you ask a question and you say like, you know, does anybody have a question about lighting before I go on with confidence tips? And then people will wait like eight seconds, 10 seconds. Nobody. Okay. Let me get started. And then 10, 15 seconds later, all these questions start rolling in and then you need to go back and forth. So that's another thing to keep in mind. I don't know if you've seen that uh, sometimes. Not on my, because I'm usually the participant. So that's good. Very good to know as the host that you need to wait that amount of time because I did not know that. So that's really good. Yeah. And so you can say like, in a minute, I will go on to the next topic. So if you have any questions and then you talk a little bit more and maybe there are no questions that could be, but I've seen it so many times. And then you started the new subject and then there are three questions on the old subject. So that's good to have. Yeah. And then finally, the E is expected to go wrong, <laughs> not to be like doom and gloom and everything, but to be positively prepared. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. For anything that we just talked about before we started, you have three dogs, was it? Or two? Three dogs. Yeah. Three dogs. And like with pets and kids and neighbors, anything can happen with technique anything can happen mm -hmm. so anything can happen with tech <laughs> so you have to just not i think not expect perfection yeah and just realize that something could come up and it is okay exactly and when you are prepared so you expect it to go wrong it won't take you off guard you won't be like because what what happens is you feel devastated oh it's ruined and i can't do anything about it everybody thinking mm -hmm. everything that's going on right mm -hmm. so just acknowledge it i don't know if you've seen this video it's got been going viral of this news person and he was talking and then the door opened and the kids came in and his wife had to go get them have you seen that one i haven't seen that one no oh no it's been really and he just kept going on like nothing was happening and everybody focused on the background what was going on there so if he would have just said like look who opened the door all by herself i didn't know she could do that come here let's come say hi i'm doing this presentation on this yeah. and he was just like <laughs> so he was so uncomfortable and yeah just address it you know it and can happen was and he was like <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know and he he must be so uh, yeah and, and when you then pretend it doesn't happen or the neighbors start drilling and there's this really nasty noise and you just keep going on as if nothing is happening yeah so, i think i yeah. think it would be better to say what the heck are they doing out there <laughs> You know, right? just so that people know that, okay, this is real. This is happening here too. Nothing's perfect. So just move on. I've actually yeah. had that with a podcast interview um, in the winter. Uh, we had a huge, huge snowfall. And one of my neighbors was outside with their snowblower and it was so loud <laughs> and I couldn't do anything about it. So I, I told my guests, I was like, I'm so sorry, but like we just had a huge dump of snow and this guy needs to <laughs> clean his sidewalk right now, I guess. So, but you just keep going and you just move on, but acknowledging it is I think the best way to, cause they're going to hear it. And she definitely heard it. <laughs> so, yeah. And it draws away the attention unless you acknowledge it. And then they know like, okay, that's going on. And they try to, and when it's really something bad like we cannot hear a thing you say because of it you can say like hey sorry guys i will be back in like half an hour because usually takes this long or let's reschedule our interview mm -hmm. or whatever if it's really not possible to to deal with whatever is going on but generally yeah you know or let's say you prepared some slides and you tell you you did the p the preparation so when you were preparing you checked and screen share worked just fine and then live suddenly it's not working anymore so you know 
just find a way around it and say something like, you know, I will say, pop your email address. And I will email the presentation to you. But for now, I will describe what's on it or take you through the steps or what have you. Yeah, I because that. that can that can happen. It's so uh, anything can happen. So why do you think it is so important for businesses and even like people using social media for their businesses or even just for their families? Why do you think it's important for people to use videos? Yeah, I think there is such an important element towards video that is nowhere else to be found. Well, firstly, a lot of business owners, but also when you're employed or for, let's say you're, you mentioned before, Tiffany, about the job interviews, you write your resume, you write a letter, you put on your best picture and you send it off on the mail, right? They sort of make an image of who you are, how you are in their heads, but they don't really know. So then they invite you for the job interview or when you're employed, they think like, oh, they, she has like this great updates about content. And I'm looking for someone to help me with content writing. Let's hop on a call and get to know each other. And then suddenly you see this person on the call for the first time. And there can be such a mismatch and there's nothing wrong with them and you, but it is just, you are, you're not for everyone and that's fine. But it's such a waste of time to find this out in a later stadium. So first of all, it's a really great point of discerning who is not for you. And at the same time, who is for you? Because on video, you don't only hear the, the person speaking. And of course, it's always the person itself. People can hire content writers. Mm -hmm. So you like their content and you know the gist is from them. But the words could be from somebody else. Yep. But you cannot outsource your video. So you know it's the person, they are themselves. They're speaking, they're sharing tips and content. And you see their micro expressions, you hear their voice. You see how they move, their accent. Yep. So some people might not like that I'm from the Netherlands and you can hear that I am not a native English speaker. That's fine and I'm not for them. But if they first think like, oh, this is great. Let's book a session let's first get to know each other and then they're like or for this job interview they're like within the first two minutes they know like ah oh, this person is not right for us would it save you it, it would so save you time. so much heartache and so much time if you do that so it helps you to attract the right people and it also helps with selling and with referrals when you're a business owner i hear so many people say like when people come to me, they already know they want to buy from me. It's just finalizing points because they've been following me on social media. They're seeing my video updates. They know more about my personality and they just know that they want to work with me. So mm -hmm. it, it's a matter of the details mostly. So, so yeah, it, it's, it really helps with that. The one thing that I have um, over the last, starting last year, beginning of last year, I... I started doing a lot more videos. So I was a photographer many years ago and I loved taking photos and like having those as memories. But starting last year, I actually started doing more videos with like families and all of that. And when you can incorporate people's voices and mannerisms or, and even incorporate music and, and all of that together, you can get a better feeling about a person or about a place or about, you know, than than if it's just a picture or it's just, it's just the words that you're reading. And I, I just, I find that the video piece is so important for people to see. Um, but it's just putting myself in that video. And that's where a lot of people, when you go to say, I want to do this video of you, they're like, oh, heck no, <laughs> you can do a video of my kids or, you know, my dogs or something, but actually putting me in that video. Oh my goodness. So how do I get over, like, even as a family videographer or talking with other families that want to capture family memories, how do you get them over that fear? Yeah, it's a tricky one because that fear will come from different places. 
So I think it's good to figure out where that comes from. It could be they don't like the way they look on camera or the way they sound, but it could also be something like their parents said, like, it's really bad to be vain, for example. And they feel like, oh, all these people taking these videos, it's just a vanity thing. Mm -hmm. So it's first, it's good to know where does it come from? And basically you can work with those, this even those sentence or this concept for many things mm -hmm. and really talk to them about the positives. And like, like you said, it's so nice to have, yeah, have, have this piece of you documented can, yeah documented indeed and go back to and see the way you you sound and move also for your kids so that's always a nice memory to have and to look back to and of course from the kids themselves you see such a change in their voices and things they yeah. say and you can write down like funny things they say like we probably all do but we have some things captured on video as well. And it's just so special and cute. And I have a few videos where I'm reading to, or speaking with the kids. And I must say, I'm not always a fan myself or like, what was I doing back there? But if I just take this judgment out of it mm -hmm. and just look, then it's like, oh, look how we... I was just like with this new baby and talking and feeling this, yeah, love and compassion for yourself and having this memory of how it was. So, yeah, I'd say see if you can find out where it comes from, mm -hmm. because it's really different if they feel scared or judgmental towards themselves, themselves or they feel it's, it's a vanity thing or it's like it, they, they could have like there could be so many things that people have as an excuse mm -hmm. and as a photographer you've probably already got experience with people who don't like being on camera yep. so working with that first mm -hmm. you can extend that to the video as well mm -hmm. and then give of course the dimension extra dimension of the expressions mm -hmm. and the voice and everything that's going on to make it a fuller experience than just seeing that one or two pictures Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So the phrase is, even though, so for me, one of mine is, I think I blink too much and I'm not sure why I do, but even though I blink too much, I know that the message that I'm getting out to my audience is needed. Is that how you, how you do that? Yeah, for example, and you could even throw in, even though I think I blink too much or I feel I blink too much because you might feel so, but I haven't noticed so far. You haven't noticed? <laughs> See, it's all no. in head, right? But you, you could say like this, even though I blink too much because you really feel it like that, but you could add it in like, even though I feel I blink too much. And what I often say to people is like, repeat that sentence 10 times every morning and preferably every evening for at least two or three weeks to really make it a habit and also before every time that you're making a video mm -hmm. just repeat it a few times to really ingrain it into your system and for that it does help to have it as concise as possible so I think the first part was good and the second part felt a little bit long mm -hmm. and that's not wrong if you write it down, you can read it, but it should be easy to say 10 times in a row, basically, and then really connect with it. So just not like, even though I blink too much, or even though I think I blink too much, I know my message needs to be heard. Even though that's sort of like reading it flat, really, sort really of feel it inside. Yeah. Like, even though I feel I blink too much, I know my message needs to be heard by my audience. Mm -hmm something like that and then again and again so i'm going really to really make it your new uh, new habits yeah i'm starting to do that today because i know like i love showing my my family and my friends like my family like i like showing them that but putting myself on there like it's terrifying so what do you do what do you recommend for people who like, should you always have your hair done 
or should you always be prepared or should you have a little bit of both? Well, I think it depends on your personality. So what I say uh, with regards to makeup, for example, but that's a mistake I made at the start. I, I never used foundation, so I, but I bought a foundation and it was also because of the lights making me a little bit white. But then I would always like do a lot of, when you look at my early videos, you see like I have in my neck and my face, it's a bit brown and then I have like makeup on and it still was, you know, I was still learning. Well, I'm always learning, but back then I was really at the beginning of that journey. And, and at some point it felt a, bit like, felt a bit like it was a mask or like something else to sort of gain this sort of certainty on. So I would say if you are a person who goes out every day and puts on a lot of makeup and that is what you love and that is fitting with your personality, definitely bring that on camera as well. I always add a little bit extra. So for now, I, I don't know if you uh, in a podcast, you can see it, obviously, if, it, if you see the video, I have uh, a bit of mascara on and a bit of lip gloss. And actually, so I don't know what you think of my hair, yeah. but it's not, um, I was like, oh, okay, I actually should wash it tomorrow. But, you know, it, it's sometimes it's when great. it's just washed, it, it feels flat, but yeah. you can overthink it, but people just don't, you know, again, people don't worry about that. Yeah. So don't don't look like a slob or like maybe like like chocolate stains on a white shirt. Okay, I wouldn't teeth not brushed and stuff in your teeth. Yeah, like yeah. and but if if you you know I had just had dinner because yeah. it's evening here. So if there would be a piece of salad, I would see like oh, you know I did brush my teeth, but this piece of salad would is still there, and then you take it out or. Yeah. something like I said it can always happen so basically um, I put on some lip gloss and a little bit of mascara mm -hmm. and sometimes I do have now um, a Swiss day cream that has a skin tone enhancer mm -hmm. so it flattens it a little bit so sometimes when I feel like it I put that on but definitely not for every video it's mm -hmm. just yeah you can emphasize your good sides a bit but you know, just be yourself because people relate to who you are most. So what also doesn't work, like, let's say you put on all the makeup and everything and then you put in your interview video and then they meet you in person and you're different. Completely you know, different, yeah. <laughs> you want it to match. And again, you can accentuate your good parts or the things you like and put like uh, a little bit of extra I don't know, or blusher, or if you do a little bit of mascara, you do it twice as much yeah. because on the camera, it looks a bit better. Yeah. But other than that, you don't need to sort of change yourself. What about filters? Because Just... same thing, like pe people could be like, wow, your skin is really smooth. <laughs> and then they see you in person, they're like, huh, what happened? Oh, yeah, I don't know. So I know Zoom has a built-in filter. Mm -hmm. and someone said that and I was like oh cool I should check it out and it was already on <laughs> <laughs> so I was like oh okay yeah you know you can do it I so I wouldn't sort of afterwards do extra work yeah but if you've again you know you people should Just see you yourself. yeah and you, you can of course we want to sort of be presentable on camera and if you read we all have days you know that there's like I said you have like right now sit and like <laughs> I don't see look. it really I think you look lovely and your hair looks so beautiful <laughs> really oh, thank you it's my camping's uh look it's very interesting um I had a really quick question about the um your message and what if you feel like you actually don't have anything of value to share but you you know, like, does, do people actually care what you have to say? Oh, that's such a good one. I love it, Tiffany. It's so cool. And it also ties in with your tagline. I love how you say like your mess is your message. Mm -hmm. um, because again, we get so caught up in our own world and our own way of thinking. And this is another one that, that I hear a lot from my clients and in these challenges, I literally, I've shared it around uh, as 
I sometimes quote struggles people have and it's literally one like I feel I don't have anything interesting to share or anything of value to share but we forget that other people don't know what we know so something that is so normal to us that we don't even give it a second thought is something other people struggle with and a lot mm -hmm. so it can really help them and it, do it doesn't matter like Let's say you're an accountant and you're like, oh, but this and this is so super easy. Everyone can do it. No, they cannot. If you do embroidery, if you do upholstery, if you make pictures, if you do videos, mm -hmm. you feel like, you know, everyone has a phone. Everyone can take pictures and, you know, adjust some lighting and do something. They can't. They don't know where to start. So you have so much value to share. Just take yourself back to how you were when you started with that topic and you didn't know anything about it because sometimes we, we're so we've, we've gotten so far ahead that we forget how it is to to be at the very beginning let's say running you know i've been running for seven or eight years now go two or three times per week on average i do 5k and it feels really normal to me and i don't even give it a second thought and sometimes i run like three and a half sometimes seven but on average is the five kilometers but what if someone at some point i started right and before that i really wasn't that much into running and i didn't know and now you have all these types of shoes like shoes for tennis for running for this and you have tips in like uh, running and walking running and walking i didn't know interval yeah. training running and running faster running slower and faster all these kinds of things and they're feeling like second nature but if i would come across someone who has never run a day in their lives you know there is so much already of value that i could share around that topic even mm -hmm. though it's not even my specialty mm -hmm. and then when you think about your specialty there's even more that you can share Absolutely. so well yeah for for myself um all three of our kids have adhd and three years ago, three and a half, I knew nothing, zero. And now that's what I can talk about is, you know, different strategies that we've used for our kids with ADHD. And so you only have to be like one or two steps ahead in order to give value to somebody, but it's just breaking through that mindset of thinking that you don't have something to add. Right. So, um, absolutely. And, and people are looking for that knowledge looking, and yeah, they're looking for it. And, um, and it, that message might be what they needed that day. You never know, even just for one person. Right. Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, how can you make sure that you don't ramble on in your video? Cause I've been known to ramble. <laughs> yeah that's really common as well. So there are two things I often advise, especially for social media to keep your videos very short because also the people watching nobody's going to watch a seven minute video no matter how interesting you are like maybe one or two fans but even people that i like and i see a video and the description is interesting i'm like oh i'm super busy right now i click on save yeah and honestly i still haven't watched those they're still somewhere in a folder with saved videos to watch at some point when I'm in the right mindset mm -hmm. and it's just this feeling because it's weird because of course I also watch Netflix now and then and then I watch like one or two series and that's longer than seven minutes or 17 minutes but when I'm working and I see something come by seven minutes feels like the world yeah. but one minute videos I actually watch them so sometimes I do watch like the beginning of a seven minute video mm -hmm. the first 30 seconds mm -hmm. I get uh, maybe an introduction or a tip already yeah. I see more about this person how do they look speak but I don't watch the whole thing mm -hmm. and very often in those longer videos you start to ramble so it's a win-win because your video is being watched more and my tip is to do like one topic per video so I have a lot of video tips that I share on my LinkedIn. So I write down a list, I do batch them. So I record, for example, 10, 15 
or 20 videos in one go. I have my lights, I have my, well, when I do that many videos, I change my shirt a few mm -hmm. times. Otherwise people think, oh, I've seen this video because they all look the same. Yeah. Um, so I do like three or four videos with one shirt and then I change, like I have a black shirt now and then I do a red shirt and then I have a green shirt if I'm not using the green screen, <laughs> yeah. something like that. And then may, or maybe I have a different background, you know, I can change that up. But I, I record them and it's like 20 minutes of recording because they're all one minute. So mm -hmm. within an hour, I have that many videos. And then I have, for example, the tip of eye contact. I have a tip about lights. I say no reading in your videos, no music, common struggles. I do video like, oh, I feel I don't have anything of value to share. And what we just talked about, I say in one minute, super short, and there's no rambling going on because I know within the minute I have to say it. And the benefit extra is um, for Instagram, when you have normal videos or lives or Instagram TV is longer, but when you put it on your profile, it needs to be under a minute. So if you have it like 58, 59 seconds or 34 seconds, you can also share it on your Facebook, your Instagram, your LinkedIn, wherever you want to share it. And you just have to do the one video and you can share it everywhere. So share one short tip or something that you that happened like, oh, you know what my three dogs did today? You know, um, this and this happened. And then the other dog ran away with the bone. Super funny. Do you have dogs? Do they do that? Point. Like one topic under one minute. And that really stops you from waffling, getting off topic, going off on a tangent. And from Super people fun. just swiping. <laughs> swiping by. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, because people are like, oh, when you have a good title, like, uh, you never know what my dog did today. And then they're like, oh, they're already, their interest is peaked. And then you, they see like, oh, it's under a minute. Okay, I'll watch this. Yeah. So that's something too, as a videographer and somebody that puts um, films together and is capturing their attention right off the, like in the first three to five seconds. What do you recommend in your in your videos yeah so you can start with a question or a bold statement and for that reason i would caption your video so i you can outsource this or create them yourself or have them done i use happy scribe for example they have an ai so they are and i i did some interviews with people and i noticed that not with every accent they are as um picking up everything as they are. But for me, it works out quite okay. Mm -hmm. So I always have some adjustments to do, but not too many. So when people, because when people are scrolling by on social media, they first, they see this, oh, I, in a podcast, you can see it on a YouTube video, on a YouTube video, you can see it. They just see your picture, they see your mouth moving, but they don't know what you're saying, right? Mm -hmm. So when you have captions and you start with, like one of the facts of public speaking is, uh, if I would start this with, did you know the fear of public speaking uh, trumps the fear of death in statistics? And people scroll by and it starts already like, that's the first um, part they see and they see the caption of it. And they're like, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. So it helps to have captions. It's not a must. Mm -hmm. Then you should have the text above the video really capture their intrigue to click and watch because otherwise you're just like a fish you know you're opening your mouth <laughs> but they don't hear a thing you know you need to sort of yeah entice them or like inspire them to click sound on or to click on your video and to watch it all so well, there's our way to do that there's a lot of people that um look at their instagram or social media in general at work or somewhere where they can't have sound and so, yeah, having those captions on is definitely uh, important for sure. I've seen that. The one thing is the start of videos. You know, when you take a video and, and then you look, then you post it, it looks like you're like drunk. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that. Oh, like how do you avoid that? Yeah. How do you avoid that drunk thumbnail look? <laughs> Yeah, so on some places you can actually choose the thumbnail. So if you post it on YouTube or Vimeo, you can select the frame for it. And I think someone said there is a way to 
change it in, with Facebook as well. Uh, I usually take a benefit from it and I put a comment or I put above like, okay, I look like I'm wrong, but I'm, I assure <laughs> you I'm not. Or like, okay, I, I once I posted like, I feel um, like the, the, the Facebook AI is determined on finding the one millisecond that is like the worst of the whole video to yeah. put on this. So I sort of make a little light or joke of it. Yeah. Because it happens again to everyone, you know. We and it all happens have all like the this, time, though, to me. Look. Like, uh, like uh. <laughs> yeah, or like your eyes are looking like this. Yes. Like, it's I, terrible. Like, I promise I'm not sleeping here. It was just a still, and this person was having their, maybe were blinking like for a second, but they were on the video like with their eyes closed. Yeah. And like, she was like, oh, I promise I'm not sleeping. <laughs> like, <laughs> So you can take it, make a joke of it. And if you want to put in, so usually when I have videos for my trainings or on places where they are on, on Vimeo or YouTube, I do select like a frame I like for, they say like, oh, you can upload a picture or you can select a frame from the video. So you just play and then you press pause and say, oh, select this frame and that will be your thumbnail. thumbnail. Yeah. So that's easy. And yeah, actually I don't bother anymore because it takes so much time on, even if you can change it. I've done it on Vimeo. I've definitely changed <laughs> the thumbnail. Like yeah. I uploaded a video, but I didn't know if you could do that on Instagram. I, th I think you can on Facebook, like a, a completely different photo. But on Instagram, it was like, you get what you get. And that is it. <laughs> and it's just yeah. awful. So what tips do you give for like starting out in terms of equipment? Use what you have. So we all have a phone these days. And looking back, you know, I told you about how I started out, Tiffany, you know, in the start where I said I used this six-year-old handycam that mm -hmm. was then like like we used it for the kids and it was still like I don't know not too expensive but we had it in the house so I started with that but looking back at the footage it is the quality is less than what's now on my phone mm -hmm. so you really don't need to invest much it depends on your situation so what I do suggest always is people to borrow or buy a tripod mm -hmm. because it helps you to have the camera at eye level. That's always good to, you know, have the lens. Yeah, about this. So you don't look down on the footage or you don't have this uh, selfie stick yep. where people look down on you, so to say. So you can really have a nice picture at eye level. Mm -hmm. And you, the benefit of a tripod is you can take it anywhere. You can place it even outside in your house, find a good angle. And then uh, you can make your video. So basically, um, and they're coming from like $10, 15 mm -hmm. You know, that, that's not much that you need. It depends again on your, your, the sound that it's picking up. Um, very often I just use the, the um, headphones that come with the camera or I use just the camera itself, like the camera or the, um, the laptop I have. I usually use them as is. Or if not, I use the free, how do you call them? I call them like, a, yeah. The, the earbuds, the head. The earbuds, yeah. Yeah. That come with your um, phone for free. And they have a really good microphone. You know, mm -hmm. even outside in the wind, it, it really filters out a lot of that as well. Yeah. So generally, that can get you started. What about and of course, light? Yeah, it depends again on your house. So if you don't want to make videos in the evening when it's darker outside and you have a window facing you, for example, I know people who have a computer and they're facing the window. So the window oh, yeah. sheds the light on their face. That's all you need. You could use uh, and invest in something. I'm not a fan of the ring light myself so much because I often find people have it quite close. So it's too bright. You're looking very white. Mm -hmm. Um, and you see the reflection in glasses and even in pupils, yeah. you see this ring light reflected here. And it always gives a bit of a devilish look, I find, like or like, <laughs> yeah. like this animal or vibe or I don't know. It, it feels a bit weird. 
Yeah. But again, if, if you feel like that's the best solution for you, you can have, if you need some extra lights, I have, well, I bought them eight years ago. They, I call them umbrella lights. I don't even know what they're called. It's just like a tripod stand with a light bulb and a white umbrella. Yeah. So they're coming from the side, not from the front. Mm-hmm. But again, you can first look around your house. What, what kind of lights do you have? It's important to have enough light on your face, no window behind you and no shadow behind you. Right. And if you can do that with what you have, you don't even need anything. And otherwise look for a simple solution. Or if you have the ring light, put it maybe on the side and not straight in front of you and, and play around with it a little bit and see mm-hmm. what angle is working out for me. Excellent. So where can people find you, your book and all of your amazing tips? These are amazing. I really love them. Yeah. So these tips and more are in my book. It's called Get Comfortable on Camera and it is on Amazon. You can also find it on getcomfortableoncamerabook.com. And next to all these tips and insights, and I have like Uh, a method in there to generate at least 75 content ideas for your business, if not more. And you do it for your own business, like in 30 to 60 minutes. And all the things we talked about, the pirate technique, the do's and don'ts, and much more. And it's alternated with nine interviews with inspiring entrepreneurs and actors. And you can watch the full interviews as a book bonus. So if you get the Kindle version or the paperback, it doesn't matter. You can find the one person you loved and want to know more about or watch all of them in the interviews, adding some extra nuggets as well. So all this information is on getcomfortableoncamerabook.com. And I also have a website. It's called elsevine.com. So my name.com where you can find more uh, about me. And of course I'm on LinkedIn and Instagram. And because no one has my name, it's you can just type in Elsevine and you will find me everywhere. <laughs> Fantastic. And I will have all of that in the show notes and in my social media posts. So they will definitely be able to find you. And I'm going to give myself a challenge that I want to you to see me do. I'm going to go on camera, not live yet, but on camera five times in June. Okay. Is that okay? That, yeah. Do you think that's a good challenge or should it be more? Yeah. Well, well, if it's for the whole month of June. <laughs> Is that too little? <laughs> or Why not three, three, times, three times per week? Oh my gosh. See, I just had a heart attack. Um, okay. Three times. It's only week. one minute. <laughs> True. So that's... you have so much to share. So like, okay, let's structure this. So what is the topic that you want to share with your audience? That's yeah. a good question. I, I have so much to share that I don't know where to start, like what I should share. Okay. okay maybe start, you know, you have this amazing podcast. So why not do one video about a podcast episode that you did recently that you liked? It said, oh, I spoke with this person. We talked about that. That was the result. Go check it out. There's the link in the comments if you want to know more about this topic. So I think you could do at least one video about that per week, if not more. You, you could busted share. Me. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> right? Yep. So um, you could do a video about your dogs. There's so many people have dogs. It makes you super relatable. So you could call it like the dog talk video talk about something funny something messy something that worked well a new product you loved don't you don't need to sort of advertise but like you know these i don't know color lights yeah you know it's maybe something more for the winter but like i recently saw when when i was this winter when i was outside i saw a person and they had actually a light on their dog on their color and I, I didn't see it before so something like that like yeah. a good find or something funny they did or I don't know something so many for ideas. dogs like so many people have dogs so you can that's like that's easy see there's so many simple simple things that you could just talk about that yeah I just, like I always have I always think it has to be something like profound, <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, it's short and sweet. And maybe, of course, the ADHD. So 
I think you could do a video every day, like just 30 day June challenge. <laughs> <laughs> For those at home that can't see my screen, my jaw just dropped. <laughs> I actually set myself this challenge a while back because I, I thought my videos were too long a little bit. So I, I did a challenge um, like two or two years ago, maybe or three for the whole month of January to make a one minute video every day. And I actually did that on a book that I was reading called The Compound Effect. I don't know mm -hmm. if you've read it. Yeah, you I've, read it? I've heard it. I haven't read it, but oh. I've heard about it. And there were so many nuggets in there. And I was just like, oh, I'm reading this book and this topic, they're talking about this topic. Mm -hmm. So just to train to keep it short, but I just like thinking about idea. it yeah. just thinking about it you know you so there's two things you can do so you can do alternate it or you could just do 10 10 days about your dogs yeah. 10 days about the podcast and then 10 days about adhd mm -hmm. and or you could say like alternate throughout the week yeah. whatever makes you feel better yeah um but just talking about it, there's already so many topics coming up and it can be super simple and short. Just take out your phone, look in the camera and say like, hey guys, today my tip for you is around this. This is the tip. Talk to you tomorrow. And I you're done. It. I love it. Okay, here, I'm doing it. The month of June. Okay, breathe. The, the month of June, I'm going to do one 30 second to one minute video every day. Yes. Between 30 seconds and one minute. Okay. Yeah. And that's all you need. Okay. That's what I'm doing. And I'm okay. I'm going to follow you on Instagram and yeah, you need to follow me back and hold me accountable. <laughs> I will just say, yeah. <clears throat> where's your video? So, oh. yeah, but it's amazing. And you will see like after like eight days you're like oh sure i will do another and then yeah. you're it will get so this. much easier yeah and if you do like five in a month it's still you know even people who do regular videos yeah. if they don't do it for a while they have this sort of threshold to get over to get back into it they tell me so some of the people i've interviewed for the book they said that like you know if i don't do videos for a while i actually need to get back into it yeah. whereas when you do this every day Mm -hmm. it's, it's just no problem it gets so much easier now it's like oh yeah you know just find the right angle and you know my hair i like i said you know it's not the best hair i have and you you said like oh it's okay i didn't it looks notice. great yeah it looks great we overthink this we overthink it <laughs> just find an angle that's good or wear a hat for my part doesn't matter if it's like you know, if it's like i need to wash my hair tomorrow day <laughs> like or just say it like you know what whatever if you want to address it yeah. but again other people don't see it the way you see it yeah. and it can be super short and simple and when you put it out there you know your visibility gets up so that's true that and, is true. and you can use the same video if you are on facebook and on linkedin if you want to share them you can just upload them there as well mm -hmm. if you feel like it and you don't need to do three videos per day like one for linkedin one for facebook so just see if it works out at least for facebook as well and you can even i think with instagram just have this button yeah. There's just a There's, button. Yeah. Share I don't to know. Facebook. Just to Facebook, but I, it doesn't go to LinkedIn, but you can easily just go right to LinkedIn and just put it there. <laughs> yeah. Then you go to, you copy the text minus all the hashtags for Instagram. You need all the hashtags. And of course, they're not that many on like on LinkedIn. You usually have none or like two or three, but not 30. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so just copy the text and either like three hashtags or no hashtags. And then upload the video press send and you're done as well yeah absolutely this has been so so good honestly i've been looking forward to this one because of all the things i've already said i'm terrified of putting my face on a camera but i'm gonna do it and i know that this will inspire so many people that i know that <laughs> feel the exact same way as me so people we're going to do this and go check out Elsvina's book, Get Comfortable on Camera, and I will have all of her information in the show notes. So 
Thank you again for being here and sharing all these great tips. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me, Tiffany. It was really good and I loved our conversation. Thank you again, Elsvina, for these amazing tips and strategies to get our faces on camera and to share the valuable content that our audience wants to hear. I promise I will be practicing more and more as I know how important it is that I get over this insecurity of mine. I would love if you would support me along the way. If you do see one of my videos from now on, just know that it took a lot for me to do it. Elsvina's book is called Get Comfortable on Camera, and I will have all of her contact info in the show notes. I have more incredible guests on my show over the next couple weeks, so please be sure and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And I would be absolutely honored if you would leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. That is how I can grow my show and my audience. I am so grateful for each and every listener, so thank you. Until next time, be kind and stay well. Bye-bye.